And the title of my message today is Fix Your Focus. Fix Your Focus. Lord Jesus, help us to fix our focus. Whether it be broken, whether it be distracted, help us to fix, centre, recenter, rediscover our focus. In Jesus' mighty name, they all said, Amen. God bless you. Can you thank the band? Thank you, band. You may leave. That is enough. I want to take you to Luke. And uh, any Luke's here today? Any Luke's? Okay, let's invite Luke next week. Uh, but Luke 10, verse 38 to 42. Turn there. If you've got a leather-bound Bible, you can grab that. If you've got an iPhone, you've got a Samsung, you know the drill. We'll pray for you at the end. If you've got a, eyes, you can look at the screen up here. Uh, grab your Bible. And we, we believe you. Take notes. Write something down, not because I'm going to say something so amazing, but because in between what I'm saying, God might say something specific to you and for you that could help you. And that's what we want. We want you to be helped. And the greatest book of help is the book that God wrote. And so Luke 10, 38 to 42. Are you there? Put your hand up if you're there. Just wave at me. You can't really, I can't hear you properly. So yeah, just wave at me. At verse 38, here it is. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha, everyone say Martha, opened her home to him. Good on you, Martha. Martha did a good job. She opened her home to Jesus. Verse 39, she had a sister called Mary. Everyone say Mary. He sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? And then a bit of triangulation takes place. You you know, some classic relational triangulation. Tell her to help me. What's funny is Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet when Martha said this. Martha very well could have said straight to Mary herself, but she embraced some triangulation just to highlight the dysfunction that was happening in their relationship. And Jesus says in verse 41, Martha, I mean, it's nice when Jesus says your name once, (laughs) but when he says it twice, Martha, Martha, The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Many things. Everyone say many. Many things. But few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better and will not be taken away from her. Who knows this story? Have you heard this story before? If you haven't, we just read it, but it's a great one. And Martha, 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 Martha. Definitely not going to call my daughter or my son Martha. Wouldn't call my son Martha, uh, but, but Martha, poor Martha. Here's Martha, and Martha is a good person. You know, like sometimes we read the Bible like, oh, Martha, you idiot, you know. But Martha, she wasn't a bad person. She was a good person. Right, Joshua's a good person. She opened her home to Jesus. 
I mean, you know, Margaret or who, God bless you, Margaret. But the other, the other people in the town, they didn't open their home. Martha did. So Martha's not as bad as it all sounds. Martha is quite a good person. She said, Jesus, come and have lunch at my place. And so he did. And then while Jesus is at her house, this is where things went wrong. This is where focus was lost. And this is the danger of what can happen in your life in 2021. And it's the danger of what can happen to the church is that the church is good and you are good. But you can open your home to Jesus and have invited him in but never pay him any attention. You can have him right there, but be hooked on everything else. I mean, it's so good that you've invited him into your life, but are you paying attention? What are you focused on? And here, between Martha and Mary, we see Jesus make a point about what is priority when he's in your life. And he is not making any, uh, anything grey about it. He says, Mary has chosen what is better. There is a way to do your Christian life, but there is a better way. There is one way to know God and follow God and be a Christian and be a churchian and do all that. But there's a better way. And Jesus didn't come to give us an average religious way of following God. He came to give us a better way. Jesus is the better way. Come on, clap your hands. Like we're done with 2020 and we're in 2021. Martha was distracted by what she thought was important. But actually, Jesus had a different set of priorities to hers. Could it be in 2021, listen to me, could it be that what you think is important isn't as important as you think? Martha thought it was really important to prepare a great supper for Jesus. And listen to me, hospitality is awesome. Hospitality is wonderful. But what was most important in that moment was not the preparations. It was the person of Jesus Christ. And she was so busy and so distracted and so busy. And, and it's funny because busyness, right, in our world, busyness is kind of like a brag. You know? Don't act like you don't know. You know? Like, like you're at a party. You remember those things? Parties? Anyone? Uh, when you, when you go to a party, there is social interaction. Not sure if you remember. You go there, you feel you're talking to people. And in that environment, when you meet someone new or you see someone you haven't seen for a while, they'll be like, oh, how are you? And, and what's been going on? And, and our general response in the age we live in is, yeah, I'm good, but I'm, I'm busy. Uh, how's, how's family? Yeah, good, but busy. How's your work? Yeah, so good, but busy. And, and we have associated some myths with busyness. We think busyness means importance. 
I'm busy. Yeah, I'm really busy, working really hard. Got five phones, 10 laptops. I'm working every social media platform I've got, really just trying to work all my angles. I'm busy. I'm busy. And we think that if you're busy, you must be important. Another myth is we think that if you're busy, it must mean you're really effective. Wow, I'm really changing the world, man. I'm busy. But you can be busy doing things that are leading to nothing. You can be busy doing the wrong thing. You can be busy making preparations, thinking it's about preparations when actually it was about being present in the moment. Mary was present. Martha was preparing for something that was already there. Jesus was already there. Why are you preparing for something that's already there? Be present. You know, like, God, bring down your presence. Come on, God. You know, like, we're praying down God's presence. But could it be that He is always present? And He is an ever-present help? God is always present. The question is, are you? Or are you distracted and busy? Busy does not mean promotion. Like if I'm really busy, that'll mean I'm going to take my next step. We, we think busyness makes up for a lot, but it doesn't. We are not trying to have a busy life. We are not trying to be a busy church. We're trying to be a fruitful church. We're trying to be fruitful people. And the life that Jesus lived was fruitful, never in a hurry, always present. Didn't mean he wasn't doing a lot. He was. But he was always in the moment. And my prayer for you in 2021 is that you would be in the moment, that you would be present. And so I want to give you five really practical things. You ready? Five things, five things, really practical, five, one hand. Well, that's all you need, just one hand, five things. Number one is the title of today. Number one, fix your focus. That's the the first point. Fix, set, choose, narrow, make a decision. What am I going to focus on in 2021? You cannot focus on everything. Focus on the important things. Sometimes urgent overtakes important. But could it be in 2021 that we we say to urgent? Because sometimes it's somebody else's urgent. That doesn't mean it's your important. Urgent is not going to rule my life this year. Everybody else's urgent is not going to rule my life this year. Important is going to rule my life this year. What matters most is going to take priority in my life this year. Fix your focus. It tells us, it says that Mary, Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better. It was a choice. She, she actually had a choice. You do have a choice on what you can focus on. You have the power to choose. 
all those notifications that come up on your phone, you have the power to go into your settings and turn them off. Yes. You have power to choose. You have power to not do what everybody else says you should do and listen to God and listen to wise counsel and not be pressured by others. Fix your focus in 2021. Make a choice. Make a decision. I pray that you leave out of here with your focus fixed. These are my priorities. Jesus is number one. And then health, finances, family, calling, etc. Mary chose what is better. Number two, occupy your time with your focus. So you've got to make a choice. And then you've got to fill your time with your focus. So if you say, all right, Jesus and health is a priority in 2021. And then you go and spend eight hours watching Netflix. Your focus should show up in your calendar. If I was to come around and look in your calendar and go through what you spend your time on. Does it align with your focus? Does it, does it match? If I say I love Jessen, I love her so much. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. And then you go and look at my calendar and I spend no time with her and I'm only playing golf, which is such a good game. I'm full, fully hooked. In, in lockdown, I'm completely hooked. It's like the only sport you can play. So, so I'm really hooked. But, but that's not the point. If, if, if you looked at my schedule and there was no room, no time locked in that I was spending with my wife, I'm telling you I love her, but my calendar doesn't show it. My, my focus and my actual priority is out of alignment. So number one, fix your focus. Number two, occupy your time with your focus. Verse 39 tells us, Mary sat at the Lord's feet. She just sat there. She filled her time with her focus. She put Jesus in front of her face. She sat. Isn't it good to sit? You're all sitting right now. How good is it just to sit and not be moved and not be pushed, and not be rushed. Sit in your focus. Sit, position your life in what is priority. Position your calendar in what matters most. Amen, you with me? Number three, cull your schedule to align. It's really practical today. Cull your schedule to align with your focus. Say no. Everybody practice. One, two, three, say no. One, two, three. I'll say it with some sass, people. Say one, two, three, say no. It's okay to say no. The thing about saying no and the thing about saying yes is your yes is actually a no to other things. So when I say yes, spending time with Jesson, I'm saying no to spending time with you. When I say yes to watching Netflix, I'm saying no to my other options. So 
you need to say no to the right things so that you can say yes to the things that are important. Cull your schedule. Do not overcommit. Do not put yourself trying to do a million things. You can't win everywhere. Choose where you will win. I don't want to win at trying to be everybody's friend. I want to win at being a good husband and one day, very soon, being a good dad. And I want to win at being a good pastor and a good leader and a good follower of Jesus. I'm not trying to win at everything. I'm not trying to win at counselling everybody. I'm not trying to win at managing all these other things. I know where I want to win. I've narrowed it down. Cull. It's good to say no sometimes. Cull some things. Number four, use what you've got. How you doing? Use what you've got. Parable of Talents, Matthew 25, as I'm coming to a close. In Matthew 25, we read about the Parable of Talents. Have you heard about it? Parable of Talents? Come on, talk to me. Use those eyebrows. Matthew 25 talks about three guys get three different talents. One guy gets uh, five, another guy gets two, one guy gets one. And they, the, the first two guys double what they were given. The last guy buries what he was given. He didn't abuse it. He didn't lose it. He just didn't use it. And the master comes back and says, you wicked, lazy servant. Do you know that God is not expecting you to use things you don't have? God does not have an expectation of you to be someone you're not. God is not holding you to account for things he hasn't given you. So you don't need to compare yourself to everybody else. You just need to use what you've got. Commentaries would say that Martha was likely the older sister. She was the responsible one. Martha was the one who came and told Jesus, Lazarus is dying. Martha was the one who opened her home to Jesus. Martha was the loud one. Martha was the one always in Jesus' face. You don't hear much about Mary until this moment. It's likely that Mary was quiet. It's likely that Mary wasn't so much up the front. She was maybe the little sister in the shadows. But Mary used what she had. She had ears to hear and a heart that was open. And she sat at the feet of Jesus. You don't have to be something you're not. You don't have to worry about what's happening in America. It's not for you to control. What do you have? What do you have? God only calls us to account with what we have. Are you multiplying what you've got? Are you putting to work? Are you good at drawing? Are you working? Are you good at maths? Are you, what are you good at? Are you, are you a good singer? Are you, what has God given you? Use that. What friends do you have? What relationships do you have? Use what you've got. Last point. Stick with it. Don't give up. You know, like anyone been to the gym? Yeah, yeah, me either. (laughs) 
the gym sucks. <laughs> you know, like, if, if, if you want to get fit, you go for a run, right? You go for a run. If you go for a run one time and then come back from that one run and are disappointed that it made no difference and are upset, but I went for a run! What the heck? It's not changing! Hello? You gotta run again. And then once you finish that run, you gotta go for another run. And then once that run is done, you gotta run again. And then once you've done that run, you gotta keep running. And you gotta stick with it if you wanna see change. If you want to see the fruit of your focus, you've got to stick with it. Don't run around changing all the time. Everywhere you go, there you are. You can run to another church. You can run to another relationship. But if you will stick and commit to what you've got and stick with the focus. Oh, my prayer life's really boring. Stick with it. Sometimes my prayer life is boring too. But then sometimes as I push through, I break into a new level. Sometimes the Bible reading numbers isn't that exciting. If you haven't read numbers, I dare you. Okay. Don't sit there judging me. All right. You try. But that doesn't mean you quit. You stick with it. Because there is more happening under the surface than what you can see. And your focus will bear fruit. Relationship with Jesus will bear fruit if you stick with it. He says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Stick with it. So this is my five thoughts for the day. You got those, the list for me? Let's recap. Let's relook at that list. You got that list? All right, this is... This is awkward, bro. You got that list? Okay. There it is. Number one, fix your focus. Number two, occupy your time with your focus. Number three, cull your schedule to align with your focus. Number four, use what you've got. And number five, stick with it. And what does that spell? Focus. Focus. Wow, wow, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Focus, focus, focus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help us focus. God, as we go into 2021, help us focus. Lord, if our focus is broken, distracted, We thank You, Lord, for a realignment. And in amongst all that's happening, God, help us see clearly by taking responsibility for what You've given us. Lord, help us see You in a clearer, deeper way than ever before. Lord, we pray You would bless this year. Bless Silverwater. Bless C3SYD. Lord, bless the city of Sydney. God, we pray for every person isolated, hurting, broken. We pray, use us. 
Use us, Lord.